Hello, I'm Robin Dobson, and welcome to episode one, season two of the State Hornet Sports Podcast. I am here with Sean Holko, our women's basketball beat writer. Sean, hello. Hi, I also write about men's basketball, I was, too. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess it's a little bit unfair of me to say just women's because Sean pulled kind of double duty for us over winter break. Um, he covered both teams and so we are going to give a little recap today about what you guys missed over winter break with the basketball teams um I guess we're kind of on two different sides of the spectrum here with the men's and the women's the men's had a pretty pretty strong start strongest start since 1987 I think and they are currently overall 10 and 6 and then the women's side a little less so um, who are overall 4 and 12 so let's start with the men's I guess Sean um let's talk a little bit about how they've been doing yeah, so uh, so as you noted, I am actually the women's basketball beat writer. I took over um, for Richard Ivanowski at the end of last semester when my tenure as a sports editor came to an end. Um, and it's because I wrote about the women's basketball for a year and a half in the past. And then I also picked up the men's basketball beat because, in my opinion, um, no game should go uncovered. So when we um, had someone drop out, I stepped up. Um, so anyways, I think we should start with the men's side because the men are the winning team on campus right now. So uh, winter break officially started on December 13th, so I'll just take you guys from there. So on December 14th, the Hornets went on the road and they played at Santa Clara, and it was a really tough game because at this point, the Sac State men's basketball team only had one loss, and that one loss was on the road at number 21 Colorado in Boulder. And the, the Sac State men's basketball team was actually doing really well at this point. But this was their second loss of the year. The Hornets lost 60-58 to 58 in a tough battle on the road against the Santa Clara Broncos. Then four days later, the Hornets returned home to play Cal Poly. And it was another tough battle. And I actually covered this game. And I wrote in my headline, I wrote, Hornets survive against Cal Poly because that's really what they did. They had a first half lead and that lead got slowly whittled down and they, they did exactly that. They, they survived. They beat Cal Poly 57 to 56 to remain undefeated at home at the nest. Then Robin, they went on the road two games to open up big sky play and probably the toughest road trip of the year. In fact, head coach Brian Katz told me, after the Cal Poly game about the upcoming road trip that this was going to be the toughest road trip of the year. And that was going to play at Montana state and at Montana in the first game on December 28th. And the the team did have 10 days off for Christmas break on December 28th. The Hornets played at Montana state in the first big sky basketball game of the year. And the Hornets got smacked. They lost 66 to 51 losing by double digits for the first time. Um, excuse me, actually not the first time, but the second time this season as they had lost by 14 on the road at Colorado. Then in the next game, two days later, the Hornets played at Montana in Bozeman against the Grizzlies, and the Hornets lost a close one as they lost 52-50 to on the road to begin Big Sky play 0-2. Then that brings us to January and the new year. Brings us to January 4th, 2020. Idaho State came to the nest for the Hornets' first Big Sky home game of the year, and the Hornets beat Idaho State handily. This game was covered uh, by Michael Wiggins. The Hornets went on to win 68-49 to against the Bengals to earn their first Big Sky win of the year. 
Then Sac State continued to hold down home court in the next game against Northern Arizona on January 9th. The Hornets beat the Lumberjacks 64-57, to once again to remain undefeated at the Nest. Then the Hornets closed out their three-game homestand with a 71-57 to win at home against Weber State. The Hornets led by 20 points at halftime in that game, um, and then they ended up giving up a bit of a lead, but then they were able to hold it down and uh, get the win. And, uh, Robin, that really leads us to these most recent games, which were um, road games at Northern Colorado and at Southern Utah. And so, Robin, that leads us to the the last two games that took place over winter break as the Hornets went on the road to play at Northern Colorado and at Southern Utah. Um, So for you as the sports editor going into these two road games, how do you think that the Hornets were going to fare? Um, Well, they had been struggling a little bit on the road, so honestly, I wasn't expecting a blowout or anything, and we did see their streak snapped at Northern Colorado, Um, and then they went on the road to Southern Utah. Southern Utah, poor first half, like you said, and I think you wrote that one in your headline, kind of did them in that game. Yeah, so like like you mentioned there, at Northern Colorado, the Hornets, they they fought hard in the first half, but they, they found themselves down. Um, after the first half and they were never really able to recover as they went on to lose 71 to 52 and then in the next game they they just got the break speed off them pretty much they lost behind fast yeah exactly they they lost 74 to 49 at southern utah so as robin alluded to the hornets road struggles continues but the best part about it is that the hornets next game is um this thursday uh uh, January 23rd against Portland State. The Hornets will play the Vikings with a 7-0 and home record. So Sac State will continue to try and hold down home court at the nest, and they will continue to try and um, keep this good season going as they are over 500 still at 10-6. and A couple things I wanted to note, just of, of things that I noticed about this men's basketball team during winter break. Is the first thing, and I and I noticed this, or I noted this, in my last uh, recap after the Southern Utah game. In all, uh, in all six losses that the Hornets have had on the road this year, they have not scored sixty points. That's that's a big factor because if they can't put up over sixty points, and they're win. they can't win. It's as simple as that. And we've seen in. Um, and a lot of the Hornets' ten wins, uh, just just from looking at uh, just from looking at the stats and the schedule on the the Hornet Sports website, Sac State only has one win this year when they scored less than sixty points, and that was at home in that game that they quote unquote survived mm-hmm. against Cal Poly when they won fifty seven to fifty six. So if the Hornets want to continue success, they gotta score more than sixty points a game. I get that their focus this year and why they've been so good is because of their defense. But if they want to continue to win games, they gotta put up at least sixty points to give themselves a fighting shot, in my opinion. Right, and I mean, I guess in your opinion, because you've been there at the games, you've been watching the live streams, it almost seems like it's like two different teams when they're on the road and at home. So would you say is why they're struggling so much on the road right now? I think I think and uh, Coach Katz he said this to me several times in, in post game press conferences is he he always has an emphasis of winning on your home floor because he this is like his thirteenth year at Sac State mm-hmm. and he's been a part of the Big Sky Conference for a long time and he <clears throat> knows if you want to have a shot in the Big Sky Conference you gotta win your home games 
and then just do the best you can, maybe steal a road game or two and, and you'll be in good shape. Um, so I really think that's the biggest difference is, is that there's such an emphasis on holding down home court. And then when they go on the road, it's kind of like, we're going to do our best. It's not that they don't, it's not that they go into road games with like, not the same amount of intensity or they don't take it as seriously, but it's just a different animal being on the road. Your, your preparation is different and you're also not in front of fans that are cheering for you. And even though the, the nest can barely seat over a thousand people, (laughs) they still have the Sac State men's basketball team has still been packing that gym. And, uh, and it's something that I saw on Twitter last night, which I'm going to note briefly is that, um, there was this Twitter account named Hornet House, and they released a picture of what could look like a um, an arena or a entertainment complex here at Sac State. And we've been trying to get that at Sac State for a long time. But with a winning men's basketball team, that's a lot more possible. Because if you can sell out the nest, then they could sell out a new arena. You just got to put a winning product on the floor. Um, but best of luck to the Sac State men's basketball team for the rest of the season as they are at 10 10 and 6 right now and they have about a full month left of Big Sky basketball until they start the Big Sky tournament in Boise, Idaho on the first week of March. Okay, so let's move over to the women's side. The women's not quite as successful as the men's. They um, have been struggling a little bit this season. Sean has been covering this team for a while. He's kind of an expert there, and he is grimacing at me right now because of their record. So, Sean, if no, you I'm want. Not. What are you talking about? Sean, so let's start out. Like, what's been going on with the women? All right. So, uh, just a little bit of background on, on the women's basketball team is I covered them all of last year, and I had covered them for half a season before that. Um, and last year, they played pretty well, but then they lost six games in a row to end the year. They were a first-round exit in the Big Sky Tournament. And then four players ended up leaving the program, um, as transfers happen every year. But the thing that made that notable is that their top scorer, Hannah Friend, was the one who transferred, and she transferred to Pepperdine. So they've been missing Hannah Friend this year, but they still have Kennedy Nicholas. They still have Gabby Bade. And they now have a new transfer, a graduate transfer from the University of Nevada, and Kamaria King. And Kamaria King, that's one thing that I've noticed from this winter break. Um, schedule for the women's basketball team is Kamaria King has really finally found her footing with the Sac State basketball team. So let's just start at the same place we did with men. And that brings us to December 14th, the day after uh, the semester ended. And this actually coincidentally was my first story that I wrote for uh, the women's basketball team this year. As I mentioned earlier, Richard Ivanowski covered the team for the first uh, quarter of the season. So on uh, December 14th, the Hornets played at San Francisco and they battled, but the Hornets ended up falling short 87 to 82 to the Dons. Then that brings us to that following Tuesday. It was a big one. The Ohio State University Buckeyes came into the nest here in Sacramento and they took on the Hornets. So you had the Big Ten matching up against the Big Sky. The conferences sound similar, but, but the level, not. yeah, the <laughs> level of competition is it's it's a lot, it's a lot different. So, anyways, and just a quick background on this game is this game was actually supposed to take place last year 
and it was supposed to take place on a double header with the men as the men were scheduled to play Cal Poly. But this game against Ohio State was canceled and rescheduled due to the campfire that the Ohio State officials didn't want their team to come to Sacramento and California at all last year when all of that was going on, which is completely understandable. Yeah. So they rescheduled it, and luckily they still came out and they played at the nest, and they beat uh, the Hornets 104-74. to They lost by 30 points, and they is the Hornets. But the thing that was so significant about this game is that going into halftime, Ohio State led Sac State 50-44. to The Sacramento State Hornets trailed by six against a Big Ten school. That was extremely significant. But then in the second half, um, the Hornets crumbled as in both quarters, Ohio State outscored Sac State 27-16 to overall outscore the Hornets 54-32 to in the second half to, as they went on to win by 30 points. Something else that was significant about this game, <clears throat> excuse me, is that Ohio State only played with seven active players in this game because they had suspended three of their players before the game for con- uh, conduct that was detrimental to the team. So the Hornets only had to play against seven players on the opposing side um, and they were competing in the first half, but then uh, the Big Ten school did what they had to do. Wheels kind of fell off the wagon, which I think is kind of a theme here this this season. Yeah, you see where but we're going. Next game, a small bright spot for the Hornets. Yeah, so uh, at this point, the Hornets have one win on the season, and their only win came in their second game at home against Cal State Maritime. They won 86-55, to 55. and as Robin alluded to, this is a little bit of a... A good time for the Hornets as two days later, the Hornets played at home again against Pacific Union, which like Cal State Maritime is another NAIA school. They are not a division one school and Sac State pretty much paid them to come play at the nest and the Hornets, they did what they had to do. This was probably the best game all season for Sac State, but it should have been considering the level of competition and the Hornets won by almost 60 yeah, points. Took them down pretty well. Yeah, they, they won nine, uh, 94 to 35. So they did what they had to do. And then uh, the ladies had nine days off until uh, they opened up big sky play at home. So then the Hornets continued their homestand and they opened up Big Sky play on December 28th against Montana State. And since we already went through the whole men's schedule, you will notice that all the opponents the are same. the same. It's just flipped. When the men are at home, the women are on the road, vice versa. So you're going to be hearing the same names. Montana State came into the nest, and they walloped Sac State. I'm, I'm, coming, up, I'm, coming, up, I'm coming up with uh, as many new words synonyms. as Yeah. Yeah, synonyms for, for losing. <laughs> Um, so they really beat down Sac State. Not much to say about it. They won 85 to 48, but to be fair, Montana State is expected to be one of the best programs in the big sky this year. So it was a bad loss, but it it, it was a bit of a wake up call for the Hornets. That leads us to two days later against Montana. This game was a lot closer and, uh, Montana went on to win 64 to 60 in this game and something that you could notice from this entire Hornet season so far, pretty much is they always, when they lose, it's always mostly due to one bad quarter. Mm-hmm. And in this game, they had a bad second quarter. It wasn't too bad. They only got outscored 16 to nine, but then in the other three quarters, Sac state scored 17 points. So that's a drop off of eight points that they should have been expecting. 
if they had got those eight points in the second quarter, they would have won by four. Instead, they lost by four, and uh, one bad quarter was the detriment of the Hornets once again. So Sac State started Big Sky play at 0-2. So, Robin, for you going into the new year, did you expect anything different from from the women's basketball team uh, when they had this two-game road trip at Idaho State in uh, northern Arizona? No. Only because, I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier, the women struggled a lot at the end of last season. And they just struggled here. And I just, the way they were playing, I just didn't see much improvement, especially, you know, going on the road. Like we said, I mean, the men's team is very successful, but on the road, it's a lot harder on the road. So I didn't expect to see very many winning scores coming our way. Yeah, I I didn't really either, Um, especially because Idaho State for a very long time um, was the best or one of the best programs in the big sky. Um, But they did have two seniors graduate last year, which did make a difference in this game. But in the game on January 4th between the Hornets and Idaho State, Sac State fell behind early in the first half, as we've seen a lot um, in a lot of these games, and the Hornets were unable to recover as they lost 80-62. to Then in the next game, and this is a three-game road trip just for context, then in the next game, the Hornets played at Northern Arizona, and this game was was wild. This game was wild. So at the end of regulation, the two teams were tied at 97 Um, Am I doing my math right? Nope, I'm not. They were tied at 90. There we go. There was two overtime periods here. So anyways, at the end of regulation, the two teams were tied at 90 between Northern Arizona and Sac State. Then at the end of the first regulation, they were tied at 97. So then that led us to double overtime. This was the second double overtime that we saw, uh, a double overtime game that we saw from the Hornets this year as they had lost in double overtime earlier in the year at rival UC Davis. That was a tough pill to swallow as I was there to take photos for that game. And uh, you can see where I'm going here as the Hornets lost this one. This one was a tough one as they lost 114 to 107 in double overtime at Northern Arizona. And this was a really tough pill to swallow. And Kamaria King said to me um, once they got back home, they said, it felt, or she said, it felt great, especially just how hard we had to work that weekend as she was alluding to the next game because she said, we played at NAU at 7,000 feet and we were dying. So we came up short that game, which is understandable. But then she said it felt great. I don't think it would feel great if they lost the next game. So mm-hmm. what but happened I mean, the next game? But I mean, if you guys have lost track, we're on four losses in a row now just to keep you guys up to date and no wins in Big Sky yet. Yep, that's 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 some an important context. And also, not only had they not won a Big Sky game yet, but they also had not won a Division One game right. yet, as their only two wins came, came against, against NAIA NAI. schools in yeah. Cal State Maritime and Pacific Union. So that leads us to, to January 11th. Weber. Weber State. Weber State. So Sac State played at Weber State, and I, my lead on this story was in a battle of, <laughs> or in a battle at the bottom of the Big Sky Conference standings because it was a battle between two teams that were in last place in the Big Sky at the time. The Hornets, they impressed me in this game because decimated them. I think they is did. What you said. Oh yeah, I said yeah. They decimated them. <laughs> there you go. Um, Sac State had a nine-point lead at halftime over the Wildcats. And then in the second half, they ended up outscoring the Wildcats um, by another 15 points. So then they they won the game 
by a solid margin of victory as they won by 24 points, 91 to 67, not only to win their first Big Sky game of the year, but also to win their first Division One game of the year. So that was a big monkey to take off of their backs. Uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> I was I was trying to think of the next thing I was going to say, but let's just roll with it. So then that leads us to the final two games of winter break. The Hornets returned home to play Northern Colorado and Southern Utah. So the Northern Colorado game took place last Thursday on January 16th. The Hornets came home riding high off of their first Big Sky win of the year. And they had a chance to win this game, but ultimately they lost to Northern Colorado 73-63. to once again, Robin, one bad quarter uh, got them again, as I wrote in my headline. One bad quarter, quarter. once again, plagued Just Sac State women's basketball team. Can't seem to find a way to complete a game here. Exactly. As, as the Hornets played great for three out of four quarters, but then in the second quarter, they were outscored 25 to six. Can't win a game like that. You can't win a game like that. You get outscored by 19 points in a quarter you're likely going to lose. And that 19 point difference ended up being very significant as the Hornets lost by 10, 73 <laughs> to 63. And in my opinion, this was a very, very winnable game. Uh, Northern Colorado came into the game at six and seven. So they were a beatable opponent, but that second quarter, the Hornets let um, the wind slip through their hands. All right. Finally, you've been listening this long. Thank you. Uh, so <laughs> this leads us to the final game of winter break as Southern Utah came to the nest and the Hornets, this past Saturday, got a big we win. Won. They won. So they won 87-82 to 82 against Southern Utah. And the key in this game is the Hornets were able to avoid one bad quarter. They were only outscored once in this game in a quarter as Southern Utah outscored them 24-17 to 17 to tie the game at 63 going into the final quarter. But then the Hornets won the fourth quarter as they outscored Southern Utah 24-19. to 19. And the big moment in this game is in the fourth quarter, Southern Utah went on a 10-0 run to take back the lead from Sac State. And as I wrote in my story, usually, and as you could tell from just recapping this winter break, usually this Sac State women's basketball team would have folded or crumbled, but they used their past experiences of losing to lead them to the win in this game. And they, as Tiana Johnson told me after the game, they settled their nerves. They knew if one team could make a run, they could make a run too. And they matched Southern Utah's 10-0 run with a 10-0 run of their own. And they went on to win the game by five at 87-82. to And this is a big positive because even though the Sac State women's basketball team has been struggling this year, as now they're at 4-12 and overall on the year and 2-5 and in conference play, the big positive here is in two of the final three games of winter break, big winners. the Hornets won. So... They they have won already half as many games <laughs> as they did in the first half of the season. So things might be turning around. We shall see. But the only way to find out is to continue to follow our coverage on statehornet.com slash sports. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to check out more sports content, go ahead and check out statehornet.com slash sports. And we will see you next week.